0: People say, well, when I take out my RMDs, I, at least I can you know, use that money for Roth conversions. says, no, you can't. <laughs> so the IRS is on top of that. They huh. you know, think they would be a step further uh, from that. So yeah, it'd be great to say, well, I have to take out my RMDs anyways, pay taxes on it, might as well put it into my Roth. Well, they said, you can't do that. You, you pay your taxes on it, you have to put that in some other account, but you can't convert that to a Roth. Uh, that what they do say is your RMDs come out first and then anything after your rmds you can do roth conversion so that's important to know it's time for the retirement reality podcast with the founder of principal preservation services mike Koyanen. thanks
1: for joining us on another episode of the retirement reality podcast i am ben george alongside mike coinen and Today, we're going to hop into a topic that we've touched on a little bit in the podcast, but haven't had a chance to really flush out quite a bit, and that's the SECURE Act and what it means for the required minimum distributions. We talked about it a little bit in past episodes, so if you haven't checked those out, go back. You can find them both on the website at principalpreservationservices.com. Also, wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you'll find in the feed. Just go back a couple episodes, and you'll hear some uh, conversations about the SECURE Act. But we're going to dive into that a little bit more today. We do so as always with Mike Coyne and the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. Mike, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. Is this uh, I know this topic's important to you guys. Is this something you spent some time with on clients already here in 2020?
0: Yeah, we uh, most clients haven't they don't know the details of it, we speak about them uh, this new law at every educational seminar, especially the last uh since word came out here you know was it mid-december about it so uh for really the last uh two months we've been talking about that two two and a half months so it's very important topic because it's uh even somebody i met yesterday they would have had to take out the rmds this year but because of the secure act it got postponed so it's really affecting a lot of people
1: cool we're going to get into that quite a bit i want to lead things off with the headline uh, for you right. and jump into that as we like to do. We like to look at some of the topics that are happening currently and see how they affect uh, both your clients in Minnesota and, Washington, and Wisconsin and, and really everywhere uh, indeed. So the one I want to get into, th- this main headline on, on student loans, we've talked about it a little bit on the show. I know you've kind of given me your thoughts on it before, but you know, a recent mm-hmm. study came out and showed that the outstanding student loans have tripled since 2006, in just 14 years, and now it stands at $1.6 trillion. At what point does this really start to become a serious problem, or are we there already?
0: Yeah, I think we had a problem before it hit a trillion, so yeah, that's, uh, that's an issue, and you know, student loan debt is not one of those debts you can ever walk away from and uh, you can't file bankruptcy walk away from it. Even if you're on social security, they'll garnish your wages. So it's a serious topic. So um, I think the realization of people when they enter into college and they sign those documents, those student loan documents, that they understand the seriousness of what this means. And um, I, you know, my opinion, I, I'm, I'm for college. I, I'm for it. As long as you know this is what you, you're going to use that degree and uh, but I think a lot of people go to college just because that's what people do you know when I graduated yeah 30 years ago I have my 30 year 30 year reunion coming up this summer nice and um, you know I would say maybe about half the kids maybe went to went to college okay uh, I'm not sure exact number and obviously how many of them stayed in college is another thing but um, I see today it just feels like it's it's almost like you have to, there that that pressure that they're required to go to college or that's just the next step. And I think that's great to better yourself, but there, again, the trades I think is, is something that uh, people could really look into. I mean, they're gonna see welders and plumbers and electricians are gonna be able to charge outrageous amounts of dollars per hour because there's gonna be such a high demand. But uh, yeah, getting back to this issue, if you take out a loan, you pay your debt. <laughs> right. and. Um, Uh, You know, we don't get political, but I know there's some candidates out there that are wanting uh, the student loan loans to be for free and and education be for free. But really, somebody's got to pay for it. And uh, then are they going to be retroactive to a certain amount of time? It could cause a lot of issues. So uh, but I think the problem came before it even hit a trillion that, you know, people are taking out a lot of debt and they're not paying it back.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a problem, and I know we're going to have this be a conversation uh, nationally for quite some time until yeah. uh, something gets resolved. I think something will have to give at some point, whether it's, you know retroactive as some people want it to be, or moving forward there's changes made. But I'm sure something will happen on the horizon uh, as this continues to just get it more and more inflated. So yeah, a uh, topic we'll keep an eye on on this show. Uh, before we get to our main topic, let me remind you too, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, uh, wherever you listen to it. Also check us out on Facebook online at principalpreservationservices.com where you'll find uh, a lot of resources that Mike and his team offer up to to you, even if you aren't a client that you can download, get some information and learn more about retirement planning. But if you want to set up a a consultation with Mike and set up a meeting and get to know his group and let him see what your situation is, you can always give him a call too at 855-987-8888. And a topic that a lot of people are calling about right now and wanting to have a conversation with, and maybe you're even starting this conversation with people, Mike, because they aren't as aware as maybe they need to be. But late December, the SECURE Act was passed officially. And there was some word that it was coming down uh, throughout the year, so it's not like it caught everybody by surprise, but it happened really quickly. And it it took effect in 2020 to start. So just give me a quick kind of high level view of what's most important in the SECURE Act before we dive into the RMDs.
0: Yeah, so the SECURE Act, if you were 70 and a half in 2019, your 70 and a half birthday was, was last year, the old, the old rules apply. And so it doesn't really affect you in a sense on, on some of the features. Uh, so you're required to take out your required minimum distribution. So if you have an IRA or 401K, 403B, 457, any sort of retirement account, even a pension rollover which you would obviously roll into some sort of an IRA, you're required to take out that RMD and it's a percentage base. You know, the older you get, the higher percentage you have to take out of your accounts, and it's roughly a percentage at seventy and a half, about three point six five percent. So, if you have a hundred thousand dollar IRA, for example, in your seventy and a half last year, you would have to take out by December thirty first three thousand six hundred fifty dollars and pay taxes on that money. Obviously, the more money you have, the more it's a percentage of what you have. Uh, there are some exceptions to the rule, though, so. If you're 70 and a half last year, you had really till December 31st, except for, there's a little catch, you could actually postpone your first RMD till April 1st of this year. But then you have to take out a second RMD this year as well. So you'd actually have two. So most people aren't looking to take out two RMDs. But the big change is if you are not 70 and a half, like I had a lot of clients turn 70, but there weren't 70 and a half until this year, 2020. Now what they say under the Secure Act, you can postpone RMDs till the age of 72. So you have till December 31st of the year you're 72 to take out your required minimum distributions. It really essentially gives you another year, two years to delay taking out those RMDs. And people are like, why do you want to do that? Well, uh, maybe you want to do Roth conversions. and. Uh, and maybe you're you're still working and you don't need that extra income out of your IRAs at that point. So there's a lot of, a lot of good reasons for that.
1: So is it really, I mean, when I, when I think of it, you know, on the surface, a year, year and a half doesn't seem like a long time. But really, how does that affect planning? Is, are you really able to make up and, and do a lot in that year and really take advantage of that extra time?
0: Yeah, it does make a a big difference for some. And and for those who are even in the process delaying Social Security as well, it all depends on what tax bracket you're at. But, um, you know, I ran a scenario for a client last night where they're going to do about $75,000 this year and next year into Roth conversion. So it gives them a little bit more ability to do that because they're not taking money out of their Social Security or IRAs uh, as RMDs. And, And that's another, you know, uh, thing is, I just popped in my mind as you're talking about asking about that is, people say, Well, when I take out my RMDs, I, at least I can, you know, use that money for Roth conversions. I says, No, you can't. <laughs> so the IRS is on top of that. They, huh. you know, think they would be a step further uh, from that. So yeah, it'd be great to say, Well, I have to take out my RMDs anyways, pay taxes on it, might as well put it into my Roth. Well, they said, You can't do that. You know, You pay your taxes on it, you have to put that in some other account, but you can't convert that to a Roth uh, that what they do say is your RMDs come out first and then anything after your RMDs you can do Roth conversion so that's important to know
1: okay I know you mentioned when we opened up the show that you've been talking with clients about this quite a bit do you have any kind of any stories you can share about clients you've had to work with and kind of educate them on this process and make them aware of what these changes are
0: Yeah, there's a couple other big changes that came with the SECURE Act, which is for those who are still working, and maybe it's not full-time, but maybe part-time as well, um, now they allow you to make IRA contributions even after 70 and a half. In the past, they were not able to make contributions even with work if you're 70 and a half. So the nice thing is you can still save a little bit for retirement, um, even for working you know full time, which is important, and you, know, you can put this year up to $7,000 into your IRA, so you have to have at least $7,000 of income to be able to contribute you know, 7,000 if you're over 50 years old. Uh, But when it comes to planning, one really big topic is the big change in the SECURE Act is stretch IRAs are now gone. And when we have clients that have fairly large accounts, and they might have one or two children, and their children are looking to maybe inherit a half a million to a million dollars each, Well that could be a big issue because in the past they could stretch that IRA out called an inherited IRA and they just have to take out a small distribution each year for the rest of their life and they can allow that money to grow and it's not going to be a big tax burden. The biggest change here with the SECURE Act is now they have to take that money out within a 10 year period. And they're not putting any restrictions on what you're required to take out each year they just say by the end of the 10th year, you have to have it all out. So if somebody who was not being educated enough or weren't working with an advisor who understood these rules and the, the, you know, the taxes and the tax brackets, they, if, if they just think, I'm, I'm just gonna let this money sit and, and grow, the 10th year, they gotta take it all out. So what if by chance we had a really good strong bull market and somebody was to inherit a half a million, they didn't touch it for 10 years, well that could be a million after the 10th year. If they average about seven percent return, which is not unheard of in in a really strong market, so what if that happened? Now they have a million dollars; they have to take out entirely that last year and pay taxes on that on top of their income because I am sure they're still working. So those are huge talking points that we have to navigate around when we're doing retirement planning. Is you know if your goal is to leave money behind your children, you know what's the best way to do it? Is it important to start? you know, you worrying about paying the taxes today, so they don't have to worry about paying a lot of taxes. And everybody's different. Some people, their goals to spend out all their IRAs. But again, we don't know our longevity, so that's not a perfect plan, right? We don't know how long we're going to live. And uh, some people would never like to take out their RMDs if they didn't have to. But then we can also talk about QCDs, Qualified Charitable Distribution. You can actually, you know, gift your RMDs to charity, and that's another way to kind of defer that out as well, but a lot of big changes that came. And I, I think that uh, you know, the 72 is a nice little extra benefit, but the, the worst part about it is that losing that stretch IRA and requiring them to take that out in a 10 year period, it's not gonna make a huge difference for somebody inheriting, inheriting 20 to you know, $100,000, but for those people who have a large IRA accounts to inherit, that's a big difference.
1: Yeah, and it seems like this is a couple of different conversations that you can be having with an advisor. I mean, it's the RMDs. It's also what do you want to do with your estate afterwards? How you, can you prepare your kids or whoever you want to leave that to to not have to have such a huge tax burden? So it seems like a few different conversations you should be having right now. So I guess you, I would assume if... If you know any of your clients are listening, or somebody that maybe isn't working with an advisor is is listening and, and getting a better idea of the Secure Act, this is a really good time to sit down and have a conversation if you haven't already to go ahead and start making plans while it's still early in the year.
0: Yeah, it is, and uh, one other, uh, you know, a couple little other tidbits here with that. And some people have had, you know, people have revocable living trusts, which we're a big encourager of that. But some people have designated the uh, beneficiary to be the trust. And reason being they wanted to, to limit in the trust and you had to check the verbiage of your trust because uh, some people had put the verbiage in there that they're only required to take out RMDs and that's how you have that set up. In your trust and the verbiage, well, you might have to get that amended and changed because under the Secure Act, you have 10 years to get that money out for your beneficiaries and your verbiage and your trust might state otherwise and that could be a, a big issue. And one other thing as well is, if they're not in an IRA, remember the 401Ks are different, 401Ks, most of those employer sponsor plans, they don't even give you 10 years, they give you five years for your children to get that money out. So as much as you think that might be a better situation, it's actually worse. You're better off to roll those 401Ks, 403Bs, employer sponsor plans, a lot of those divert comps into an IRA gives a little bit of, of a break going from a five year distribution to a 10 year.
1: Well, there's a whole lot to consider, as you can tell. And, Mike, I'm sure you could probably continue to go on on the the little nuances of this SECURE Act. But, you know, I'd recommend you actually sit down with Mike and actually go face-to-face-to-face and work through your situation and figure out what's best for you and and what your retirement plan is going to be. And uh, you can connect with Mike online at principalpreservationservices.com. That's one way. Also, over the phone, 855-987-8888. We'll get you in touch with his office and uh, you can set up a time there they have offices in both woodbury minnesota and across the river in hudson wisconsin so either way uh wherever you are whatever's closest for you and more convenient they have an office for you there so check them out before uh you make any any moves on the secure act because it is a big deal and it is really it's the first really significant change in, in quite some time right
0: yeah it's uh significant so uh just recommend people have any questions on this just give us a call uh send us an email Drop us a line. You can talk to my assistant, Jess. Uh, She has an English accent. She is, (laughs) she is, uh, she's from right here. Well, she's not from here, but she's been living here for about a dozen years. But uh, you're not talking to a telemarketer. But uh, set up an appointment, come in, and we'll just talk through talking points. What I like, I think what a lot of people like when they come in here is we're not pushy. We want to be educators. And I think uh, that's important because we want to assist you in making your retirement successful and help, help give you that basic understanding of how things work is important.
1: So let's now take a mailbag question before we close out this show. And right. if you ever want to reach out to Mike, he gave you the info, phone number, website, principalpreservationservices.com, Facebook, wherever it is you can connect, send us a, a question or whatever's on your mind. It can be anything, uh, financial, planning retirement planning social security insurance we kind of cover a lot of different topics here so whatever's on your mind works and we got a question today from miles who writes in i've worked with a couple different financial advisors over the years and i like them both do i need to pick just one or the other or is it okay to work with a couple different people that's an interesting question i've never heard, heard that asked before we
0: see that quite often that some people are working with different advisors out there but What typically when we see people working with multiple advisors, usually they're on the broker-dealer side, not the fiduciary side. And it's easier, I think, to work with multiple advisors if they're really not involved in planning. And I see people have that. So I, I tell people all the time, you have a lot of investment accounts or retirement accounts, but you don't really have a retirement plan. And if you're just in the business of passive investing or just buying investments, yeah, you could work with a broker dealer and you could work with two, three broker dealers, uh, advisors. But if you really want to get a plan put together, it's gonna to be very hard to be working with multiple advisors because there's planning involved. And some people have different theories and uh, uh, when it comes to retirement planning and opinions on that. And the working with two different advisors who are really detailed in planning, I don't see that's going to work out. Uh, reality is you're probably gonna find out which one is gonna be better suited for you and uh, there's not one plan that's perfect, right? In one way that's perfect, but you have to find the plan that's actually better suited for you and you feel that is is gonna work. And I think uh, most people do need a retirement plan. I don't think working with just general investing is going to be the best way in retirement. Uh, what I said, would usually got you the first the first half. You know, we, we equate your, uh, your lifespan into like a, a football game. You have the first uh, first quarter, second quarter, you got halftime. Halftime is you're just coming into retirement. Third quarter is retirement. Well, what got you successful in the first half of the game won't be the same plan that's going in to get you success in the second half of the game. You're gonna have to make some changes. And what the first half of the game, what most people did is contribute your IRAs and 401Ks really with blinders on and not really looking a lot at those, those accounts Uh, But when you're in retirement, getting close to it, you're going to have to make some modifications and changes and be a little bit more hands on and actually get some planning done. And that's where I believe a fiduciary advisors will actually give you a, a better opportunity for success than just passive investing.
1: Thanks for the question, Miles. Hopefully that gives you uh, an idea of, of what Mike recommends uh, in terms of working with advisors. And if you ever have a question, go ahead and send it in to us. We'd love to hear from you. And Mike will co- uh, will cover just about any topic uh, that's on your mind, and we'll try to help you through it. And as always, if you don't want to send in the questions, but you're curious about something, you can always call Mike and uh, and Jess. She'll answer. It's not a call farm over in 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 London. It's a uh, she's actually right. there in uh, is it is she in the Minnesota office or the Wisconsin office?
0: She's in both. So okay. we we're, we're ten minutes apart for parking lot to parking lot. We're going to be as convenient as we can for our clients. So uh, we can be in one office in the morning and the other office in the afternoon. So, but whatever number you call, somebody's there to answer. So that's, that's the important part.
1: That is important. The number we always hand out is 855-987-8888. And uh, that'll put you in touch with their office. So Mike, I know this is an important topic. Recommend anybody that has questions about the SECURE Act that didn't get them answered today to, to just go ahead and give you a call and start working through those now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love to help you.
1: So thanks for listening to the Retirement Reality Podcast. Hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen. And uh, every episode also online on the website. You can see it there. Go back through past episodes and listen to all the things that we've talked about uh, over the last few months. been a lot of fun. So, Mike, thanks for the time. We will catch up with you on the next episode. Looking forward to it. See you, Ben.